There we go. Groetens, greetings, happy Christmas, especially to you, my friend. Welcome, Virians, by the water gat. Ek is Peter Warren, ons gaan nou weer, soos ons gewoonlik doen, a gouwe uur, saamkeier, langs die levende water van Godse woord. Today I want to honor my pastoral colleague, Pastor Johan de Blanche, from Christ Alone Ministries. And I want to share with you some of the short, powerful messages he has sent me this past year. They have encouraged me greatly. May Almighty God richly bless you and yours, Pastor Johan. Thank you for your ministry. Before we get into today's messages, let's just start the right way in a word of prayer. Our Father, I thank you for your servants serving diligently and joyfully to build your kingdom. I thank you. I pray your richest blessing upon Pastor Johan de Blanche and his family. And I ask, Lord, that you open the word to us today. Help us not only to hear what you are saying, but to do what you want us to be doing. Come, Holy Spirit, and take the wheel, I pray, in Jesus' name, to the glory of the Father. Amen. Well, okay, message number one, greater than. Corrie ten Boom once said, you can never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. She also said, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. As I'm sitting here thinking of this year, I'm reminded of many tough times and hard days we have gone through. There were times that I thought I had reached rock bottom and times when I did not know how I could continue. However, in these times of stormy waters, raging rivers and blazing fires, the Lord has reminded me of Isaiah 43.2, which reads, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame kindle on you. And since the Lord never failed to deliver on His promises, I too can say, like the writer of Psalm 145 in verses 1 to 3. I will proclaim your greatness, my God and King. I will thank you forever and ever. Every day I will thank you. I will praise you forever and ever. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. His greatness is beyond understanding. The Lord is loving and merciful, slow to become angry and full of constant love. He is good to everyone and has compassion for all he makes. That's Psalm 145 verse 8 and 9. Now verse 13 to 16. The Lord is faithful to his promises. He is merciful in all his acts. 
He helps those who are in trouble. He lifts those who have fallen. All living things look hopefully to you, and you give them food when they need it. You give them enough and satisfy the needs of all. And now Psalm 145 verse 17 on The Lord is righteous in all he does, merciful in all he acts. He is near to those who call to him, who call to him with sincerity. He supplies the needs of those who honor him. He hears their cries and saves them. He protects everyone who loves him. But he will destroy the wicked. I will always praise the Lord. Let all his creatures praise his holy name forever. So, beloved, let us sing together. I encourage you again, go back quietly and read Psalm 145 for yourself and hear what it says and do what it says. But for now, let us sing together. Let us sing praises to the Lord today. And in the days ahead, while the world celebrates Christmas, let us praise the Lord for the crib that held one greater than all creation. The cross held one greater than all our sins. The grave held one greater than all our iniquities, transgressions, overstepping his mark. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the one born in a stable and laid down in a crib, brought about the greatest gift of all, namely salvation, everlasting life, and everlasting peace. Therefore, like in Luke 2 verse 14, my soul cries out, I can sing with the angels, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Thank you, Jesus. Message number two. The Spirit of the Lord. In Luke 4, verse 4, 18, Jesus reads from the scroll of Isaiah as follows. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. And that is Isaiah 61 from verse 1 in the Amplified Translation. Then in verse 21, Jesus said that the scripture was fulfilled by his coming. And like Paul in 1 Corinthians 2.2, 2, 
I decided to forget everything except Jesus Christ and especially his death on the cross. Therefore, I bring you this, namely that Jesus himself came for the poor in spirit to hear the gospel, for the captives to be released, for prisoners to be set free, for the blind to see, and all other diseases to be healed, and for the oppressed to be delivered. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, we read that where the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. This means, and that's what these things are saying that I've just read, freedom from sin, freedom from guilt, from shame, from diseases, from oppression and captivity. That's captivity by demons and the devil. Let's just pray as we think of these two messages. Dear God, I come to you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that your spirit will flow through each one hearing this message today. I pray that you will save, deliver and heal that captives will be set free and the oppressed be delivered. We thank you, Lord, in advance, since we know and believe that you are mightier than any fear, illness, or even death itself. Be with us today, tomorrow, and until all eternity. Amen and Amen. Kom ons luister bykie muziek en dan praat ons verder. Welkom terug. Jy is nog steeds ingeskakel hier by die watergat op Unlock Radio where the truth will set you free. Ek is Peter Warren en vandag wil ek as verandering boodskappe met jou deel vanaf my pastorale collega John de Blanche van Jesus Alone Ministries. Message 3, die soek van die Heere. Gedeerne die week het ek die vers van een paar persoene via WhatsApp ontvang. Die vers lees uit 1 Kronieke 16 11. Soek die Heere en sy sterkte, sy kracht. Soek sy aangezig, gedierig dier. Nadat ek vir een rikkie bezig was met Matthies 6 33 om die koninkryk van God te soek, het ek na hierdie vers gedraai om te sien of daar meer is om te leer oor die soeke na die Heere. En ek het baie lesse gevind oor die soeke in 1 Kronieke 16 wat ek graag wil uitleg. Ons word geroep in vers 11 
om die wonderlijke werken te onthou, wat die Heere gedoen het. Hierin ingesluit is Godse skeppingswerke, verlossingswerke en voorzienigheid. In vers 15 is ons geroep om bewust te wees van God. Met ander woorde, ons gedagtes moet gevul wees met gedagtes van God. Spreke 23.7 sê vir ons dat soos een mens dink, so is hy. Soos hy is in sy hart, so sal hy wees. Vanaf vers 23 van 1 Kronike 16 word ons geroep om die Heere te loof en eer te gee. In Romeine 15.11 word ons opdracht gegee prijs die Heere alle nasies, prijs om alle mensen van die wereld. In Kronike 16.11 en 34 word ons opgeroep om die Heere te dank, want hij is goed, want zijn goede tierenheid is tot in eeuwigheid. In vers 30 wordt ons geroep om die Heere te vrees, om een ontslag voor hom te bewe. Dit spreek van uiterste eerbied en respect vir die Heere. Alwel daar baie meer is om Godse aansoek, aangezicht te soek, gaan hierdie richtlijne of instructies in 1 Kronieke 16.30 een lang pad daarin om ons te leer wat om Godse aangezicht te soek behels. Kom ons soek die Heere en sy kracht. Laat ons sy aangezicht voortdurend soek. Kom ons luister bykie muziek, dan praat ons verder. Welcome back to the Watering Hall. I'm Peter Warren. Today I share with you Encouraging messages I have received this year from my pastoral friend Johan de Blanche of Jesus Alone Ministries. Message number four, your will be done. In Matthew 6.10, Jesus teaches us to pray, may your will be done on earth. Later, in Matthew 26, Jesus prays, not what I want, but what you want and your will be done. Shortly after this, Jesus was captured, tortured, rejected, and crucified. I often hear believers pray, not my will, but your will be done. I often wonder whether we mean this. We pray telling the Lord what we want. Then, after handing God our grocery list, and just before we say, we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. We slot in the words, Not my will, but your will be done. This is often done without considering or understanding the consequences of saying this. Are we really prepared to allow or accept God's will in our lives? Stephen submitted to God's will and was stoned to death 
You read that in Acts chapter 6 and 7. John the Apostle was beheaded. Paul was taken captive more than once, often had to flee for his life, and was eventually killed. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had to see her son die on a cross. A further indication that we are not ready to allow God's will to be done is when we start telling God what we want, when we want it, and even how it must be done. And we start telling God how to do his job. Someone I know would buy a lottery ticket and then pray to win. A woman who was pregnant with a boy asked us to pray that the child be born a girl. Some are praying for a job near home with short hours and an excellent salary. And then there are those coming to the Lord with words like, I demand and I claim. However, when we say not my will, but your will be done, God might not give us what we want. We may not win the lottery, but God will provide for your needs. We may not have a girl, but a boy who will become the next Billy Graham. We may not get the job near our home, but may have to work in a little village proclaiming God's word to lost souls. I cannot promise you wealth, health, or a long life. I cannot tell you that you will have all you want, but I know that the Lord will not leave you nor forsake you. Some might argue, stating that the word says, whatever you ask in my name you shall receive. But we need to ask, is this in God's will? Allow me to explain. My own father was diagnosed with asbestosis and given two weeks to live. We prayed and prayed and prayed for him. God did not heal him instantaneously like we hoped, but God prolonged his life. He died 14 years later. He was on oxygen 24 hours a day. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk much. But in this time, God used him to testify and to encourage others. His illness created many opportunities to tell others of the grace of God. So it may not be easy to live in God's will, but in God's will we have all we can ever need. Let me assure you once again, we may not always get what we want, but God will give us what we need to do what he's called us to do. Isn't that a great message, believers? Thank you, Pastor Jan. Message number five, mountains or rivers. A couple buried their child, killed in a freak accident at home. A father whose wife will give birth in a few weeks has been retrenched. 
A mother cries as there is no food, no electricity and nowhere to turn. A young woman contemplates suicide because she can't take it anymore, she says. I'm reminded of something that one of our friends said the other day about our nation. He says, our women are bleeding, trying to keep the families together. Our men are in jail and our children are dying. May God help us. Vic Eliasson wrote the following. My father is Oscar Eliasson, who wrote the song, Got Any Mountains? Dad wrote this chorus in 1929. He was dying of TB in a Minneapolis hospital, and an old minister came to pray for him. From that very day, he steadily began to improve and continued to improve until eventually the doctors admitted that something miraculous had happened. Then my dad changed the words of that song to read as follows. Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you cannot tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible and he can do what no other God can do. So, beloved, what are we to do when facing mountains or rivers? Didn't the Lord promise that he will never leave us or forsake us? He did in Hebrews 13 at verse 5. I read for you James 1 from verse 2 to 7. James gives us the following advice. Consider it a sheer gift, friends when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't help, don't know, what you're doing. Pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get His help and He won't be condescending when you ask for it. He won't speak down to you. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like waves that are whipped by the wind. Don't think you're going to get anything from the Master that way. Sjo, ons gaan nou voort met nog muziek, dan gaan ons verder gesels. Welkom terug by die watergat. Ek is Peter Warren en jy is ingeskakel op Unlock Radio. We are sharing messages today from my pastor friend, Johan de Blanche. Message number six, 
Jesus prayed. In Matthew 26, we read that Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, take this cup of suffering from me. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. A bit later, he prayed again, My Father, if this cup of suffering cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Jesus knew what was about to happen. He knew what Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 53. He knew that soon he would be arrested, sentenced, led off to die, and no one would care about his fate. He knew that he would be put to death for the sins of others and placed in a grave even though he had never committed a crime or ever told a lie. Jesus prayed, My Father, if this cup of suffering cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Today we too are either in persecution or we will soon face persecution and prosecution for our faith. Today we are either facing trials and tribulations or soon we will face them. Today, many are suffering in different areas of life, or soon will be suffering in different areas of life. But didn't Jesus promise us life, and life in abundance? In John 10.10, 10, you may ask. Yes, he did promise us this, but the word also says in Luke 6.22, Blessed are you when men will hate you, when they shall cut you off, and when they shall reproach you, and shall cast out your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. There is no safeguard against persecution, nor are we exempt from suffering. Niemand is vrijgestelne. Like they say, bad things happen to good people. But Jesus started praying before persecution came. Just so, it is important that we too pray even before persecution, even before suffering, even before pain, even while it might be going well or not too badly with us. And yes, our prayers might not have the desired effect. Like Jesus we may still face a cross, and when we do, we will know that it is within the will of God, within God's perfect plan. Jesus said in John 16:33, In this world you shall have tribulation. He did not say you might or could maybe. He said you will. You will face tears put. No amount of positive confession can prevent this. You can cut it off as much as you like, but you cannot change the word that says you will have tribulation. We have spoken before of God's refiner's fire. No one is exempt.
But we can pray and we can overcome, not because of our own abilities, but because of Jesus Christ who overcame the world. John 16:33. Jesus overcame sin so that we can be saved. He overcame death so we may have life. He defeated the enemy so we can be free. Let's not wait till we're in the fire, for the fire will come. But let us be like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who served the Lord even before they faced the furnace. Let us not wait till we're in the lion's den. Let us pray like Daniel did, even before he was thrown in the lion's den. Let us not wait till we face our own Calvary, but let us go to a place of prayer, a place we can call our Gethsemane, and let us seek the Lord while he may be found. I read from you James chapter 1 from verse 2. Heavenly Father, please turn our sorrows into joy so that we will be able to stand against the onslaughts of the enemy. Let us say, like Habakkuk, even though the fig trees have no fruit and no grapes grow on the vine, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no grain, even though the sheep all die, and the cattle stalls are empty. I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Saviour. Amen. Sure. May God give us that, eh? Thank you, Johan, for these valuable messages. I honour you today. Keep up your great work. God is using you powerfully. Beloved, you too can sign up to receive your own messages from Pastor Johan by dropping him a line. Het jy pen of iets om te skryf daar by jou? Drop him a line at word, W-O-R-D, at Christ Alone Ministries. Alles een woord, alles klein letters. ChristAloneMinistries.org.za Word at ChristAloneMinistries.org.za Write to him, send him an email if you can. So as we come to pray now, I want to encourage you, never mind where you're at, what your circumstances are. If you really call out to God, and surrender willingly to Him. He will come and help you. You can never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. He is greater than anything you face. The Spirit of the Lord, seek Him while He may yet be found. Seek Him. Seek your freedom. Pray that the Spirit will flow through you. 
that you will be saved, delivered, healed, set free, and delivered from oppression. Soek die Heere, en sy kracht, soek sy aangesig, gedierig dier. Don't wait, don't wait. Speak of His wonderful works. Be aware of God, fill, his, fill your thoughts with Him. Focus on Him. Give Him all the praise and all the honor, even for the next breath that you take. For you can't take it without Him. Give Him thanks in everything, absolutely everything. All is it needy beste. Thank Him for it. Thank Him. And be aware of Vreesdiere. Bewe voor hom en ontzag. And be honest if you say to him, your will be done. Are you really prepared to allow or accept God's will in your life? Are you facing mountains, rivers? He has promised to never leave you, nor forsake you. Embrace your mountains and your rivers. Like Peter, you can walk on water. The Lord will help you. And above all, pray. Pray. Pray in advance. Pray with thanksgiving. Put your request before Him. Thanksgiving precedes, goes before the breakthrough. Pray. So, if you're honest and surrender to God, reach out to Him, call on Him, cry out to Him, He will reach out, He will meet you where you're at, and He will begin to help you, but you need to allow Him to, you need to invite Him into your circumstances, you need to listen to every word carefully that he tells you. And you need to obey 100% what he says you must do. The challenge is to believe that just this one prayer time can begin to change your life. I do. I absolutely do. I encourage you, make a life-changing decision. You can't change the past, but you can start where you are and change the future. Right here, right now. But more than anything, thank Him for what He is going to do in answer to your prayer today. I remind you as I always do, you were not designed to be thrown away. You were not designed to be cast one side. You were not designed to be defeated by life and by the devil's strategies. You were designed for victory, for overcoming, for overwinning ontwerp. Maar as dinge wat jy moet baas raak 
en oorwin. Kom ons luister nog muziek, dan gaan ons bid. Now Holy Spirit, as we come to this time of prayer, hey, as the world is still celebrating Christmas with all its false glitter and gold, we thank you for Jesus, the true gift of Christmas. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, our Father. Holy Spirit, will you please come and help us to pray now? Now, my friend, you may have heard this message. You may have heard all of these messages and not know Jesus and not know him as your personal saviour. You might not understand much of what I've been talking about, and that's okay. But you might feel in your heart, your leven is nie recht met die Heere nie, and you will rechtmaak met hom. Well, you can. You can start that process today. It's a process. That's not a formula. So I won't put words in your mouth, but you're going to have to talk to Jesus about your life. You can say to him things like, Lord, I believe you died for all my wrongdoing. And I believe that you rose from the dead and that you are coming to fetch your bride. Here ek wil deel wees van bride. I ask you to forgive me all my sins, my wrongdoings. Even as I forgive those who sinned against me, I release them from what they said and did to me. I leave them in your hands, Jesus. You deal with them. Maar vir my, Heere, sal hy asjeblief my hart heel maak van alles wat hulle gesê en gedoen het teenoor my. Forgive me my sins. Wash me clean. Forgive me when I accused you of doing wrong when you did nothing wrong. By faith now, I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life as my saviour, as my koning and my saligmaker, as my Lord. Will you come and begin to change my life? Lift these heavy burdens off of me. Wash me clean. Make me whole, Lord. Give to me the destiny and the identity that you have always had for me. And by faith I receive now my salvation, my redding. By faith I receive my adoption into the family of God as a child of God. Today is my spiritual birthday. Today I am born again 
by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Van nou af mag ek die Papa noem. Amen. Amen. Well done. Well done. I hope you meant it. God checks your heart, eh? And now for the rest of us. These messages that Johan so wonderfully gave us. What is it that you need to respond to out of these messages? Quite a mixed salad today. But this is what God laid on my heart for this particular day. Whatever you need to respond to, make a life-changing decision. Now, do not put it off. Do not allow this message just to fade away into the next message. Near, respond now while you still can, while you have breath in your body. Let's pray together just to ask for help. Our Lord, indeed, we come to you. We cannot live our lives just by ourselves. We've tried that and it's never worked out well for us. But Lord, we pray just to admit that you, Jesus, are greater than anything that we face. And there is no sin that we've ever committed that you are not able to forgive. We thank you, Lord. We respond today to the work of your Holy Spirit. The things you have told us to fix, we make a decision to fix them. To start what we must start and to stop what we must start. Thank you, Jesus. We ask that you help us now. We pray, Spirit of the Lord, will you come and help us, strengthen us, Strengthen us, release us from captivity, set us free from imprisonment to the devil, restore our vision, heal us from our diseases, deliver us from oppression to alcoholism, to smoking, to drugs, to gangsterism, to violence, to depression, deliver us from all our enemies, including suicide. Come, Holy Spirit. We make a decision today, Lord, that we want to search for you. We search for you and your power, that your face may shine upon us. And we say, Lord, we want to mean it when we say your will be done. And so help us to be aware of what that means in our lives. We thank you that we can cross every mountain and cross every river because you specialize in the impossible. We thank you. By faith now, we honor you, Lord, and we commit ourselves to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray. 
In Jesus' name, we thank you now, Father. Amen and Amen. It was good today. Thank you, Pastor Johan. I give you that uh, address again. Word at Christ Alone Ministries. Flight flight my story is out. Thank you very much for the care. But the water gat is not a bit wolkerig here today. Until we meet again, be richly blessed. Be the one that groot. And remember, don't look for Christmas in the shopping mall. Celebrate Christ in your heart. And remember, the last chapter of your life is now being written by you. God bless you as you do it. Amen.